0: Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink, or about your body, what you'll wear. Is life not more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Well, may the Lord add his blessing Uh, to these words we've shared so I've shared a little bit of my story with you Um, we came back so as I said we came back to Campbelltown in 2000 and we had been ministering with a denomination where the house and everything had been provided so suddenly we had to buy a house and we're very fortunate in the timing, it's a house that wasn't even on the market, we came back to Campbelltown we had our five children by then (laughs) And um, one of the old church Church of Scotland, Manses, was up for sale. Um, So we were able to to get a mortgage on that. But, you know, isn't it different when you look around a house that's furnished and when you move in, it looks suddenly very different when it's empty. And my father-in-law and I came back to the town a a week before the family arrived, had some tools and some paintbrushes and we were going to do this and that. But... um, boy, did that look different because the building worked. It was dry rot to be done. We had uh, There's a ceiling down in the bathroom, the floor up in the bathroom, half a ceiling in a bedroom. There were props at the front door. Two of the rooms were building sites and um, carpets were gone. And I remember in one of these bedrooms that night with a roll mat and my sleeping bag, there were no curtains, you know, it's 11 o'clock at night, still light, isn't it? It was July... <laughs> And I remember lying there thinking, what have we done? (laughs) What have we done? A few months later, we had visitors to the town. Uh, Someone had been um, converted in Fort William and and they wanted us to do the baptism. They wanted it in the sea. (laughs) Anyway, that's a side issue. Um, So they were there with some friends. They were staying in the house. And one of the friends had been a plumber by trade. And I told that story to him. And he said, you know, that reminds me, when, when I was a young apprentice, just starting out as a plumber, we had to do all the plumbing of this old hospital, and I was overwhelmed. And the foreman must have seen what I my face my face. And he took me to a corner of this building with a few pipes to sort, and he put his hand on my shoulder and said, Son, it's as big as the job in front of you. It's as big as the job in front of you. I, I was so glad he told me that. And I've, I've shared that with lots of people in lots of situations. I've reminded myself of that in lots of situations in life. You've got to break it down. It's as big as the job in front of you. Today, says Jesus, has enough worry of its own. That's another way of putting it. Now, how many of we all know this? I'm not telling you tonight anything I don't think that you don't know. But as I went through this, I thought this is this is really helping me and I trust it's going to help you as we just go back to basics with our Saviour tonight. So think about this. Jesus Christ, by whom all things are made, through whom the whole universe... So he, he eternally exists, the universe comes into being, all things were created by him and for him and through him and By him, all things are held together. He sustains the universe. This Jesus, incarnated in human flesh like you and I, understanding us from the inside out, says, do not worry about tomorrow. You'd think we'd listen. We we really think that this is someone we should be listening to. This is not high pie in the sky, unattainable, this Saviour who walked in our flesh, who made us, says, Trust me. Today has enough worries of its own. Don't, do not. Do not. It's a do not. Do not be anxious about tomorrow. Deal with today, because today is what you have. I wonder if you've thought about that. You know, yesterday is past. Sounds obvious to say, but yesterday, you cannot change Yesterday. You could be forgiven for yesterday, but you don't change. Why? And yet so much of our energy is spent rehearsing and going over what happened yesterday. So yesterday's past, tomorrow actually doesn't exist. It doesn't. Now, I might have a weather plan and I might have an idea of what I want to do, but it doesn't actually exist. What exists is right now. how much energy in your life how much energy in my life have I spent thinking about tomorrow thinking about the past so lesson number one we draw from this very familiar passage deal with what we can today and actually even today a lot of the stuff isn't our concern (laughs) so deal with what you have to deal with today today is the situation, deal with it Because it's what you have. Now, what I'm telling you tonight and what I'm sharing, I'm not saying we shouldn't plan for tomorrow. I mean, sometimes a plan stops us worrying about tomorrow. So, you know, I'm not saying let's throw this away. But I think we have to get this foundation quite solidly and be reminded of it because it's something we just don't always do. And it is easier said than done, isn't it? So let's clarify the point. So this is a very human thing. You know, it was a guaranteed subject tonight that I knew everybody listening would identify with in some way. And please hear me, I'm not minimising the fact that sometimes we need professional help with our worries and concerns. I'm, I'm not being flippant with this. And sometimes it does. Some things, some stuff happens, and we do need to, to work it through. With a process like CBT or, or, or counselling or just a good friend... Sometimes some of this we cannot do just by ourselves oh pray about it, it'll be alright no, sometimes God's agency is through these very particular expertise but but in general terms what we lift from the pages here is something we can all embrace Um, our thought life I I, I, I don't know if anyone ever told me this in my young years I think it's only in the last 10 years where someone pointed out to me that you can control your thoughts. (laughs) And I thought, hold on. I must have known that in some capacity, but it was at a time when I needed to because stuff was quite bad. You know, when you're not asleep, you're glad that you fall asleep. Do you know those times sometimes? The darkness of the soul and all that kind of stuff. So it was Luther... I found that really interesting so Luther the the Luther of the reformed variety Martin Luther the German monk he once wrote he said thoughts so he wasn't just talking about worries it was all kinds of thoughts that we're trying to deal with as Christians thoughts are like birds landing on branches he said you can't stop them but you can stop them building a nest (laughs) that's cool isn't it you can shoo them away that seems so obvious and yet at the time I heard that I really needed to know that So it was really down to the basic point of, Chris, you really don't need to be thinking about this right now. You should be asleep. takes a bit of practice. Boy, you you don't instantly fall asleep. But you can be proactive with thoughts that are keeping you awake. Now, it doesn't always work. But I learned to make that work at that time in my life. So I love to share that. Because sometimes we just don't talk about this. Birds are like, so thoughts can be like birds landing on a trees, you can't stop them, they just fly down, but you can stop them building a nest, you can shoo them away. He then went on to say, and actually sometimes we let them build castles. <laughs> Isn't that true of some of the anxiety, some of those, the unforgiveness? You know, sometimes this issue can be about our hurts, where people have genuinely hurt us, and just the mention of the name can stir it all up and it could be five years ago and it's as if they're right there as if they're doing it again so that's the power of thoughts and when I say yesterday's gone and yet the energy that a thought we give it life so do you know this is very practical stuff when Jesus is saying look today is what you have and there's loads of rabbit holes to this or arms and legs to this with how this actually plays out in our life in different times and of course some birds take a bit of scaring um, it's quite fun, I don't know if you've got it here but in Kintyre, any time I've seen a scarecrow I usually see crows on them <laughs> 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 oh that human's not a human and they use them as perches <laughs> I talking about my vegetable garden this morning and again in my, the area where I've got fruit, when I first moved there, I'd put. Someone told me this tip, and I was hanging old CDs on strings for the wind to blow them. And again, I'm sure the birds were just looking at their mirror, their reflection, and enjoying it. Um, yeah, it didn't work. Not where I was. And some thoughts, some anxieties, some hurts are like that. They take a real act of shifting. So it's interesting what Jesus does I love his practical teaching I love the way he just uses something he says look at the birds of the air look at the flowers of the field consider consider the birds consider the flowers birds are not building barns you know he's talking about the stuff that we worry about often reflect around Uh, what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, money, you know, financial worries can be very, very real and very, very, um, deliberate, I can't say the word, disability, disabilitating. You can edit that one later. (laughs) Um, Some we really need help with that and, and sometimes it's not the, the, the problem, some of these problems, some of these debts can take a lot of solving but it's what's going on in our head and our heart while it's being solved so what's he t- telling us he's talking about trust he's talking about instead of the anxiety turning it to trust you are much more important than birds, you are much more important than flowers and yet look how they're taken care of, there's a that what all he's doing is saying, look at these things in nature to make you realise that God's on your side. And what about that Philippian passage we read earlier? It's beautiful, isn't it? Turn the anxiousness to prayer. You've got It's being proactive with the anxiety that's in our heart and in our mind and turning it to prayer. What is prayer? It's a conversation with God. And it's a version of what we would talking about the children, get it out in the open do you think God's not going to understand what's really on your heart do you think God's not interested in you, something, oh I won't bother God with this please bother me with it, he says, you know I'm bigger than you <laughs> I can handle it, worry is a responsibility God doesn't want us to have Sometimes we've got to break the cycle. Sometimes our, our thoughts get locked. In Buddhist thought, I think they call it monkey brain. <laughs> I laughed at that because I thought, that makes sense. It <laughs> goes round and round in a circle. You'll finish this. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Why? All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. We know it. Do we? I haven't always remembered that when I'm being overwhelmed by anxiety. So prayer can be a remedy. And prayer is lots of things. At its simplest, as I said, it's talking to God. He is the ever-present help in times of trouble. And he's available 24-7. And it can be in the quietness. You can be in a busy place and have a great conversation with God and no one knows. Or you can in the privacy of your closet so to speak the shut door weep before him and he won't blink an eye and feel his cuddle feel his embrace the Christian life is a relational life with the living God we in him and he in us and we as we those of you there this morning we're talking about walking with him as as yoked to an oxen and he's saying learn from me, come with me and and it's lovely. He's not leaving us behind. I, I I don't know how you were responding to that initial lockdown, and I wonder if you just did normal things or experimented with different things. And of course, it was lovely. I was listening to Andrew quite a few times actually. With the, the I did the Revelation series with you. You didn't know, did you? I was listening in on that. That was great. And uh, Andy and I in touch over the year, you know, for different things, and it was lovely. So I joined in with some of that ministry <laughs> in Isle of Baptist. Um, but one of the things in my personal life I've, 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 over years I've developed a, a, a prayer life and you know I regularly pray but I I, I wouldn't say played with it I was trying to understand I, I learnt more about contemplative prayer in that first lockdown it was lovely and the, the, the art of being silent before God so sometimes the art of you don't have to say anything but the discipline it is a discipline to 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 try and sense the presence of God, Try to still the mind, be still, and know that I am God, and actually resist talking to Him for a while, and just sit in His presence. You know, good. Tw- it can take twenty minutes to really still your heart and mind, and you know, it's interesting because in a lot of the Eastern religions. Um, that art's been taught. And as you go around the world, even with NHS and things like that, they're talking about mindfulness and some lovely practices. And I, I would say that i found that when it's true, it's true wherever you find it, But it's that principle we've lost teaching this principle, the Christian practice of contemplative prayer, of being still and listening. And so often I, I've rushed into prayer with my shopping list, so to speak. I'm talking to God. And then if it was like a conversation with you and I, like I'm doing all the talking, then I'd go off. And you'd be sat there going, oh. <laughs> Do you want me to say anything here? <laughs> Do you really want an answer? So th- it's been good. It's been learning. You know what, what, it, what does it mean to be mindful? What does it mean to still the heart and mind? And actually your children and grandchildren will be learning at school a lot of these practices and there was one in, in the in one of our junior schools, I, I found it really interesting, it's called a, a starfish breathing, breathe at beginning their day, they was like training the hand of the starfish and going up, and it was just breathing. Slowing down the breath to slow down the mind, to slow down the worries. It's like they're going like this. Can't see this on the audio tape, but they put my finger up and down all the fingers. And it's like breathe in. Breathe out. And they were slowing, just getting the children. Do some slow breathing at the beginning of day through the pandemic. There's lots of these things. Um, It's interesting with even breathing. So I don't know if any of you have done first aid courses, these simple community first aid courses. It used to be that you talk about paper bags to get people, they don't do that anymore, do they? Sometimes it's about, well the one I went on with the Red Cross, it was all about getting someone who's having a panic attack and it's just lifting your arm like breathe in. Breathe out, and this slowing, the slow movement of the arm, just to get someone to breathe with you, to slow down. Sometimes, in that quietness, if you're going to sit and trying to come into the presence of God, just being aware of your breathing, and it just slows you down. You know, you've got all that anxiety, you've got the things you want to talk to God about, but actually just slowing your body down and talking. These are good, good things, and they really do work. Um, Cool thing with breathing. So, just this is a sideline, really. Um, so you know, in the Old Testament, so there's this name of God Yahweh, and in in like the NIV, uh, we don't have that. It's it's Lord, but in capital letters. So wherever you see that, it's the original Greek, uh, sorry, Hebrew of Yahweh, and it's the consonant and it's all to do with not taking the name of the Lord in vain. And in the day, they took it to that extreme; that it wouldn't be said. And I'm told that. Even some of the scribes would get a new quill to write the word and then throw that away to get that. They're so, treating the name of God in reverence. But it's the only Hebrew word, apparently, that you can say without using your tongue and your teeth. And it's a breath. Therefore, it's... I thought that was really cool. I <laughs> yeah, thought was really cool. The very word for God is a breath. And I was thinking about a Genesis, you know, he breathes life. And again, as I was trying to just calm, this 20 minutes trying to be calm, I sometimes just used that as my mind started to be distracted, just breathing in and out, God's name. Anyway, just little tips. would be interesting if I meet you next week, see if any of you have tried that. <laughs> calm down, try and get some space. Now some worries do take some shifting, even to the point that Peter, when he wrote about this subject, 1 Peter 5-7, he says, cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. you thought about that. I think he understood when he used the word cast that some things don't just automatically switch off. When I think of casting, I'm thinking of fishing. I'm trying to get that bait out as far as possible. I'm using all my energy. Or I'm thinking of baseball and the pitcher. Casting the ball with all these, you know, I'm leaning right back to get the throw as hard as I can. Think of that sometimes with some of these worries. Because we can think, oh, I just talked to God about it. Lord, I'm worried. Da, 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 da. You know, (laughs) amen. And then we go off and we walk down the street and we're just as concerned. Now we've got to cast it and leave it at his feet. Shake it off. And sometimes, like I say, we need help with that. Sometimes it's professional help. Sometimes it's just a friend. And sharing it, as we illustrated with the children earlier, that huge bag of worries. Let's learn to talk and then learn to share. And I guess in the terms of kingdom living, this subject also then challenges us to be good listeners. You know, to be sensitive when the friend comes round and we say, let's have a coffee, but actually they need to talk and all we did was talk to them. So let's learn to listen to one another and to be that friend, to be that brother, to be that sister in Christ. Love your neighbour as yourself. (laughs) If God cares for us, we've got to care for others. So I mentioned in passing that, that children's book, a huge bag of worries earlier in the service, didn't I? Um, here's some of the lines. There's nothing a worry hates more than to be seen. Isn't that good? There's nothing a worry hates to be more than to be seen. Show them one by one to somebody else, and they'll soon go away. Show them one by one to somebody else, and they'll soon go away. And then the the girl in that book, a Big Bag of Worries, Jenny, she was astonished to see how small the worries looked when they were in the open. Yeah, three o'clock in the morning, (laughs) worries seem so big, don't they? Write them on a pad and then go back to sleep. (laughs) And in the morning, you think, what's that about? Now, God is ever so practical, and I hope in some way you found it a helpful, practical message tonight. So let's just recap. It's normal to worry. We're human. And that's why Jesus says, just leave worries one day at a time. Don't get overwhelmed with them. One day at a time, and be proactive with that anxious thought. Is it as simple as shooing them away like birds on a branch? or is it sharing them with God or sharing them with someone we trust let's be those trusting brothers and sisters that can confidentially take that concern and not gossip it we also learn as we read Philippians that there's a context sometimes it's rejoicing in the Lord always and uh, whatever is lovely think about such things whatever is true, whatever is noble, sometimes we have to Um, proactively think about something different and think about something good to push aside the thought pattern of all that anxiety and bad thought that's bringing us down and we've also learnt as we've shared tonight sometimes we've got to be good listeners and this is what it says in Galatians bear one another's burdens what does that look like? I think it looks like some of the things we've talked about tonight. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. is love one another as I have loved you. And Galatians 5 says the whole law is fulfilled. In one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So let's put this into practice as we go into a new week. Let's have a, a prayerful attitude. Just maybe stay seated for this song and let's do Seek You First. So the context of these words from Jesus to us is in the context of dealing with anxiety.